Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Donna about her experience volunteering in Long Island, New York through Love on a Leash with her Australian Labradoodle Zoe. We'll discuss how being a nurse led to an interest in becoming a therapy dog team, what it's like to be a guardian mom for Madison and Zoe, and how they have started training for Zoe to become an allergy detection dog in addition to her therapy work. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Donna and Zoe. Hi, Donna. Hi. How are you, Sherry? How are you? Good. You can hear me <laughs> I okay? see both your girls oh, in the yeah. back. They're always with me. <laughs> and I know Zoe, but remind me of her sister's name. So that's Madison in the back, and she's 15. She's actually okay. Zoe's great-great-grandmother. So. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was a guardian mom that's very for Madison. Cool. I didn't actually know that. I didn't realize that they were real-life relatives or biological, genetic, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Related. <laughs> From the same line. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. That's so great. Yeah. Sunny's trying to say hi. She's standing on a chair making noise at hi, me. Hi, Sunny. So I'll let her come say hi. She won't stick around because <laughs> this is not her thing. She's like, why would I talk to a camera? Why? So Donna, it's so good to have you here this week. For those who don't know you, can you just let us know and if you are, what you do, who your pups are, and we'll get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. My name is Donna Pozzolano, and I have two Australian Labradoodles. They're actually in my second and third one. Madison, is, as I said, was the 15-year-old, and Zoe is a three-year-old Australian Labradoodle. And we live on Long Island in New York, and I'm a nurse for 33 years, and I have two grown adult daughters. That's it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Zoe is currently a therapy dog, right? Correct. Yeah. Has Madison been a therapy dog too or no? No, I was always interested in being part of a pet therapy team, but raising two young girls, having a house, working full time, always had two dogs. It was just too much to do at the time. It wasn't until recently the kids are grown out of the house and the last couple of years I now have a desk job. So I had more free time to be able to pursue becoming a pet therapy team. Yeah, that makes sense. It can be a pretty big commitment, especially even just the training part. How did you find out about therapy dogs? Well, being a nurse, they were always coming into the hospital. So I would see them in the elevator, in the lobby, and I would stop and pet them and talk to the owner. And that's how I known about it for years. They were coming. So uh, always wanted to do it, but didn't have the time until recently. Yeah, that makes sense. And did you get Zoe planning to have her be a therapy dog or did you get her before that? No. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not her before that. I'm also a guardian mom for Zoe. So I'm a little more concerned and guarded about where she goes, what happens to her. So when she was a puppy before her vaccinations, I didn't take her anywhere. (laughs) I didn't do the socialization part, which is so important. So by the time she did get her vaccines and I started to take her out, we started puppy class and the trainer is like, oh, she'd be a great therapy dog. And I looked at the Mm. trainer like she had, you know, 10 heads because Zoe was like behind me shivering. (laughs) 
<laughs> I said, oh, I don't think so. And she said, yes, wait till you see. I can tell that she will be a great therapy dog. So I just put in the training, lots of training. We went to class three times a week for months, started doing more of the socialization. And eventually she came out of her shell and she got more comfortable. So that's how that went. But I was very surprised to say the least. Did she tell you what she saw in her that made her say that? Just, I guess, looking in her eyes, she could just tell that she was a soulful, gentle being. So, you know, she's been doing training for a long time and she saw that in her. So, yeah. And when you say that you were a guardian mom to Zoe, what does that mean? So the breeder that Zoe came from, I am a guardian mom. I was for Madison and I went for Zoe. So goes into heat. She gets bred. She has puppies. The breeder takes care of all that. I just take care of her while she's pregnant. And after the puppies are weaned, then she comes back to me. And then it really depends on the dog. Madison had three litters. Zoe has only had one so far. Then she'll get spayed and then will be mine for good. Okay. I wasn't familiar with that concept. That's really interesting. Yeah. How many litters will she have before she's spayed then? Well, she's going to try one more. I mean, the pandemic kind of put a kibosh because when she went into heat, we were in lockdown. Yeah. So it really put her back timing wise. And now she's three. So yeah. Brita's going to try one more time, I think. I actually kind of remember you talking about her having a puppy early yeah. pandemic days. Yes. That's really great. I never was familiar with that concept. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. I appreciate learning that. Sure. Yeah. What does Zoe enjoy about being a therapy dog? Well, prior to lockdown, we were paired with a unit in my hospital. That's where we signed up. And the unit is bone marrow transplant. And Mm -hmm. when I was looking to get paired with a unit, I made sure to tell them not pediatrics because she really hasn't been around children that much. And with her demeanor being so calm and quiet, she needed patients that would match that. So we got paired to the bone marrow transplant unit. And those patients are there for months getting their treatment, inpatient treatment. So we really get to know them. They look forward to our visits. They would ask the staff, when is Zoe coming? We can't wait to see. Oh, they're playing behind me. I love it. (laughs) So we would go and it was just, the patients are either in bed or in a chair. It's very quiet. And we go in there and it's just a calming, quiet environment that Zoe brings. And she just loves getting petted because that's really all we do when we go. And patients are calm and quiet. And that's what she likes. It was the perfect unit for us. We really miss it. And hopefully soon we'll get back to doing that because the staff on that unit miss us as well because it is a tough unit. Yeah, I bet. And did you go through an organization to volunteer or did you already just have the connections you needed having worked there? So we are certified with Love on a Leash. Okay. It was great because there's a local chapter right in my town. So it was very easy to go through the training there and get certified and all that. We do do visits with our group. We'll go to nursing homes, assisted living, things like that. But with the hospital, they do have a pet therapy program, volunteer program. So it was already set up at the hospital. So I just went myself and said, I'd like to join. And I filled out all the paperwork and did what we needed to do. And that's how we joined my hospital. That's great. Did anything kind of surprise you seeing it from the therapy dog team side versus the nurse side? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm an ICU nurse. And fortunately, to help the patients, I've kind of had to inflict some not so pleasant experiences. And they kind of lose their dignity, especially in an ICU. So Mm -hmm. that's hard. But 
on the pet therapy side, it's none of that. It's all just peaceful and calming and happiness and smiling. And so I just enjoy that so much. That's great. Was it kind of what you expected having seen therapy dog teams come through? It was more. <laughs> it okay. really affects me as well because, you know, there are some patients that they said are just so withdrawn and in themselves and then Zoe will come and there'll be a smile on their face or they interact with her. And that's just, uh, it just warms my heart. It's just so heartwarming. Yeah, I bet. To know that you can bring that joy to someone else just by sharing your dog. Yes. And it's really special. And recently, you and Zoe have added a new role for her to your life, yeah? Yes, we have. So through friends on Instagram, I found out I had no idea that there was such a thing as an allergen detection service dog. I knew that there were medical alerts and, you know, disability physical service dogs, but didn't know about allergen detection. And I have major allergies to lots of things. My friends and family tease me that I should be in a plastic bubble, but lots of food. And, you know, I've had hospitalizations and emergency visits and all of that and on tons of meds. It's just, it's not fun. So mm -hmm. when I found out about the allergen detection, I looked into it and decided that was something I wanted to pursue with Zoe. So we started with a trainer in July, learning how to detect the allergen. We're starting off with almonds because I can't even be in the same room with almonds. I can't breathe it in. I'll have a reaction. So we're doing that. It's a slow process. It takes a long time, just like with any training that you're pursuing mm -hmm. with your dog. So that part's going well, but it's the other side of it, the public access training mm -hmm. that is tough. I, really? Yeah. Even with her therapy dog training? Yes, because it's totally different. It's something that I have to get used to and she has to get used to. We're used to talking to everyone, starting up with conversation about your dog you know yeah. she's so cute can I pet her what kind of dog is she you know just getting into a whole conversation with people and you know she's so cute she just draws attention everywhere now even though I even have a vest that's a service dog in training it's in bright blue and you can't miss mm -hmm. it it's still the same reaction from people except now they're like daring even more and mm. they still want to have a conversation and meet her and pet her and go up to her so I'm seeing the other side of it the therapist yeah. side and the service dog side. I have to now train myself. I really shouldn't be starting that conversation. And my focus is on Zoe and Zoe's focus should be on me. Mm -hmm. So we're both having a little difficulty with this transition. It's something we're going to have to get used to. So it's like wearing yeah. two hats. It's like, which hat do I have on now that we're allowed to do? Tomorrow we'll go on for a visit with the employees. So it's like, okay, friendly, you know, that's your therapy bandana you'll be wearing. So hopefully she'll get that association between, you know, the bandana it, it's okay and the short four foot leash that yeah. we have that that's your therapy work and then the vest is your service dog work yeah i was actually going to ask you about that trisha posted in the comments does zoe wear something like a vest while she's working yes and she clarified that that was as a therapy dog but i was wondering if she has almost like three indications like right now you're a pet right now you're a service dog and right now you're a therapy dog can she tell based on what she's wearing yes. that is the goal she knows the pet therapy she knows that's her bright blue love on a leash bandana and her four foot bright blue leash that has to be four feet it can't be longer than that that's what we have to have for love on a leash yeah. so she knows that that's her therapy but now it's the part of wearing the vest that okay my attention is supposed to be just on mom something we're both working on I imagine that that's an interesting one, but it's good that she's already learned to keep track of therapy versus pet. So now to add a third role, she's kind of like, yes. okay, I get this. I understand this means a different role. Yes, I know. I think, oh my gosh, is this, am I asking too much of her? Are we doing too much? 
But Zoe has the type of personality where she loves to be doing something. She loves to be working and whatever we're doing, she just enjoys it. Like when I say, Mm -hmm. okay, it's time to train, she knows that's now the allergen part and she's all excited and that she's ready to go. So she needs to be doing things. Even though she's a Labradoodle, she loves to work. She's a working dog. So I would not put her through anything that I felt that, you know, is too much for her or that she shouldn't be doing. So yeah, we have followed you for quite some time. I think we got connected through Adele at the beginning of the pandemic, but I just saw her playing with her, what was it, her great grandma? Great, great, great (laughs) grandma, yeah. Great, great grandma slash sister. And I see her on boats with you and just having her best life. So it's clear that she has the time she needs to be a dog as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. We make sure. And then Trisha wanted to know, can you tell a difference right away in her demeanor when you put her therapy bandana on? Yeah, she does. She knows because I have a volunteer jacket. We have our ID badges that I put on, hers and mine. So she knows automatically what it is. And she's like, okay, let's go. We're going in the car. Come on, let's go. So yeah, she definitely knows it's time to go do some therapy work. That's really great. And I know you were able to do some therapy work with the nurses, right? And the staff, even when you weren't able to get back into patients yet. Yes, that's what we're doing. We're actually going tomorrow for the employees. They've certainly needed it after the last year and a half they've had. So they enjoy our visits as well. I bet. Well, I don't want to hold you too long, but is there any advice that you'd want to give to someone, whether it's someone that's interested in being a therapy dog team or someone that's interested in training a service dog? Is there anything you'd want to share? Definitely. First off, socialization. Don't be afraid like I was. Get a backpack, a stroller, carry, purse, whatever. Get your dog out. As soon as you get your dog, your puppy, get them out there during that period of time where it's really important from like eight to 16 weeks, I think it is, to sights and sounds and as many people as you can. It's just so important. The other thing I want to stress is your dog can't speak. So you're the voice of your dog. You have to be the advocate for your dog. You never want to put them in a situation where they're stressed. You have to learn to read the signs of your dog and know when enough is enough, when to remove them from a certain situation. Like when we first started therapy work, she was young. She was like 15 months old. She got certified quickly. She's just so calm and sweet. And the visits were scheduled for an hour. But after like 30 minutes, I could tell that she was done. She was tired. It's very emotional for them as well. And Mm -hmm. it's mental, physical, and emotional for your dogs to do therapy work. Mm -hmm. So after 30 minutes, I'm like, she's done. I can tell she's had enough. It's time to step back. So you really have to be an advocate for your dog. And same thing with the service part. Now I have to pay attention. Like yesterday, we were out in town walking around and a little cockapoo came and started barking crazy in Zoe's face and she backed away. And I have to learn to say, please remove your dog. They were not doing it. They were letting the dog come closer to her. So something I have to work on too. But you have to be an advocate for your dog. Definitely. You know, I think that applies even to people who aren't training their dogs to be service dogs or therapy dogs is to be an advocate for your dog. I think so often we get a little overwhelmed when there's another dog in our space, but we don't think to speak up for our dog who really shouldn't have to speak up for themselves in that situation. Right. Yes. Well, thank you, Donna. I really appreciated having you on to share your story. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Bye, Zoe. Bye, Madison. Yeah. And go ahead and give Zoe a follow on her account if you want to keep watching her journey from therapy dog to service dog and wrestles with great grandma in between. Yes. All right. Thanks for having me, Zoe. Yeah. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. 
If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.